Blog Talk Radio. Hello. I am your host, Kathy Sipple, and you are listening to another episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and green living in northwest Indiana. This show today is made possible in part by Metro Recycling, recycling outside the blue box. They can recycle all kinds of things that normally cannot be put out at the curb. You can find out more about how to recycle at their website, wheredoirecycle.com. So with me today, I'm very excited to have Professor Nicole Negawetti, and she is a law professor at Valparaiso University, where she teaches a food law class, and she's the organizer behind the April 24th Local Food Summit in Valparaiso that's coming up. And I just was so excited to see that there was going to be a Local Food Summit, so I immediately reached out to Nicole and was very pleased to have her join me. So thank you for being here together with me, Nicole. Can you tell me a little bit about how this food summit came to be? Sure. Thanks so much for speaking with me, Kathy. Um, I, as Kathy mentioned, I am a professor at Valparaiso Law School, and I teach a food law and policy class. So I have been studying um, food policy on a national level, but I became very interested in what's going on in our local community. And I stumbled upon this wonderful report that was put out in 2012 by NERPSI, the Northwest Indiana Regional Planning Commission. And it was a study, a local food study, of issues in Northwest Indiana. And they did a wonderful job kind of surveying uh, some of the concerns of consumers, of restaurateurs, of farmers, um, and identified certain issues that could be improved upon. And at the end of the study, they identified some follow-up items. And there were, there were two in particular. The first follow-up item was to establish a permanent action committee that would act as a policy and project-driven group uh, to work on these issues, such as Uh, improving access to food in some of the food deserts in our community or dealing with waste and and compost issues and developing the rural um, uh, communities. And then the other uh, item that they suggested was to develop an action plan. So as I mentioned, the study came out in 2012 and they proposed these next steps. So I started doing some digging to to see whether these next steps had been taken and found out that no steps were taken. So um, I, I emailed NERPSI and was put in contact with a woman there, Gabrielle Bakunas, who has also been my partner in putting together this food summit. She contacted me with uh, Chris Parker at the Purdue Extension, and the three of us got together, and we said, let's, let's put our heads together and brainstorm and figure out how we can um, – we can take the next steps together and get bring all of um, these various stakeholders in the community together um, to really talk about how we can address some of the issues in our community. And, and that was kind of the beginning of this idea for the Local Food Summit. Well, that, that was just great. That made my heart go pitter-patter. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, as uh, 219 Green Connect, was trying to stir that pot and be a catalyst. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm bas- this is basically my project, 219 Green Connect. It's not a job exactly. So 
I was finding it a little difficult to, to really move that ball, but having VU behind it and you providing the space, I'm sure, is just huge. Uh, so I want to thank you for doing that because that's just been near and dear to my heart. And um, I, as soon as I saw it, began to invite everybody I could think of that had either been involved in that local uh, food study back in mm-hmm. 2012 right. or that had attended the uh, local food expo that was held uh, at the Porter County Expo Center. I, I'm not sure if that was 2012 or it could have possibly been a different year. My memory fades. <laughs> but it was really a nice event. I think I told you a little bit about that, didn't I? Yeah. It was um, hosted by the Purdue Cooperative Extension, and basically part of it was lecture format, and then part of it was what I liken to speed networking, you know, where mm-hmm. one side of the table were farmers and producers, the other side of the table were either consumers or um, people who would you know, purchase their their goods in large scale. If I remember correctly, uh, Flint Lake Elementary was there. Um, several restaurants were there. Uh, Strongbow comes to mind, and unfortunately, I believe they just closed recently. Um, but, you know, lots of people. There was Lauren Bridges. She's a, sh- a chef and a teacher up in Michigan City. Um, you know, it was just really, really neat to see who came out for it. Uh, so anyway, I did invite everybody I could think of that was involved in that, and then all the new contacts that I've made since then. Um, so I, I can go through that, or we can maybe say who we'd like to come to this or what you think they might get out of it. What sure, do you think would be I, a good idea? Well, I think that would be a great idea if we could identify some of these stakeholders in the local food system, people who are involved and who are out there in our community doing exciting, wonderful things. And that's why I'm I'm particularly excited about this event because it brings together all of these people who are working on the issues to one place and kind of provides a forum for us all to share and to learn from each other. So you mentioned a couple people that are working um, on some projects, but why don't we kind of go through a list and yeah, identify those people I, who would who would benefit and uh, who would enjoy the event. Yeah, you bet. Well, I think, um, you know, starting maybe at the food rescue end, I don't know if that Mm -hmm. is the most appropriate, but, you know, I I think some of it's a little bit more intuitive that we have growers and then we have consumers. Maybe maybe that's Mm -hmm. where we should really start. So I invited all... We have to start with the growers. Start with the growers. Start the (laughs) beginning. Yeah, those who are growing the food. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is a circle, really, so you can start almost anywhere. I happen to be really, really into the composting, but I'll wait for my Mm -hmm. turn on that. (laughs) So, um, you know, I thought of all the farmers that I know. Uh, Sacha Burns from Sunkissed Organics in LaPorte. Mm -hmm. Um, Andy from J&J Organics in Kaut. Leanne from Creme de la Crop in Valparaiso. Uh, Who else? Linda Evans from L.E. Garden. I mm-hmm. invited her to. I'm friends with a lot of farmers on Facebook. That's <laughs> Phoebe, great. Yeah, Phoebe Plumeritis from Sawgrass Marketplace up in Chesterton. Their mm-hmm. farm is in Coutts. I invited all of them. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Daniel from Fairstream Farms has also been invited. Yes. They're in oh, North Hudson. Good, good, good. I really love yes. seeing them at the market. I, how could I forget my friend Damian Appel? He's um, from Native Roots Farm up in Westville. He's been very, very involved with a lot of local local food events. So I'm sure I'm probably forgetting somebody, and I'm going to feel really silly later. But um, if, if I didn't name you right now and you're a farmer, please show up and 
yell at me at the <laughs> at this <laughs> event. But uh, we we definitely have a lot of really you know great farmers and growers in the area. Um, I know that Lindsay from the Purdue Cooperative Extension she actually organized uh, an event called the Ileana Vegetable. How did that go? Vegetable growers. growers. Yeah. Yes where I had spoken a few years ago. So obviously that would be a really good group to reach out to and get, you know, a number of people. Yeah. Um, and probably all the, lo- the local market organizers, too. There's a market mm-hmm. in Valparaiso. There's the European market. Um, the Michigan City be- Market. Yeah, Michigan City mm-hmm. Market. Um, let's see, what else? We've got, I don't know the Lake County ones quite as well, but I know there are a number. And I think since it's a you know, local food summit. Obviously, local food is beyond Valpo. It's it's happening in Valpo, but I would imagine that the the reach would go further than that. Yes, we are inviting people in Northwest Indiana. So, looking at um, Porter County, obviously Laporte. We have um, Brad, who's the chef and owner of Spire yes. Restaurant, yes. and he'll be speaking there. Uh, and great. of course, there are, there are many farms in that area as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Lake County as well. So Great. the entire region. I'm very excited. I'm going to Spire yeah. on April 1st. They're doing a give back dinner for the charity that oh, I do work with. Oh, that's wonderful. And Brad, he's just you know super involved in the community. He does all kinds Absolutely. of great stuff, and he's a you know going to be a great speaker. Um, yes. So he is also, I believe, involved with a slow food chapter, and Nicole Bissonette. Um, yeah. Is another chef who I believe mm-hmm. works with him on that. Mary Kasalki from Blackbird in Valparaiso, and mm-hmm. she's starting a, a new new restaurant up in Michigan City called Fiddlehead with a oh, partner that's that great. I. Yeah, they're trying to provide jobs for um, veterans and um, do some retraining and job reentry for veterans. So it's, it's really kind of a neat project they've got going on. But anyway, she was also in my master recycler and composting class, and it's just neat to see those people that you know are so connected to sustainability, mm-hmm. you know, be part of that. So yeah. anyway, I think all of the slow food people would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little shout out for a chef friend of mine too, uh, Lisa Harris, the savory muse. She is a blogger and a wild crafting chef. And so she's really, I think she would bring an interesting uh, mm-hmm. interesting aspect to it. I am actually signed up to go to a, a Morel Mushroom Certification class this next Saturday. And I'm going to ask everybody there because I think... Please do. It's, it's being sponsored by the Hoosier Mushroom Society. And basically mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're providing certification for people to make it legal for them to sell, you know, foraged mushrooms, or Lisa tells me it's called wild crafting, not foraging (laughs) (laughs) mushrooms to either, you know, at a farmer's market or to chefs. So right now, even if people wanted to do that for farm to fork, they just weren't, you know, able to do it legally. So now with this whole new crop of certifiers will be, you know, uh, a link in in that chain. So I'm not sure I'm the best person to do it, but I really love morel mushrooms. And if I can help other people in Valparaiso get their mushrooms certified mm-hmm. and we can, you know, maybe make some jobs there, that was kind of the idea that I had behind it. But um, when I get to foraging, that leads me to the whole idea of Northwest Indiana Food Swap. There's uh, yes. a gr- great, great woman who organizes that. Her name is Tony Snurley, 
and she is also a very, very big uh, food blogger. She was just at the big event in Chicago over the weekend. I think it's called the, oh boy, Good Foods Festival, something like that, with mm-hmm. a focus on local and healthy foods. Uh, but she's she's just great for our community. So she is coming. Um, we hold that food swap event at a place called Loaf in Chesterton, and Eve Kaiser from there has also RSVP'd. So yes, she's and she will be speaking. Good. Oh, that's at the great. event as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's she's great. Um, let's see. There are other stores like that that I have not necessarily reached out to. I don't have emails for all these people. But I'm thinking of John Sanders from Sanders Dairy, like right on um, Meridian in Calumet. Mm-hmm. He's got a neat little stand that's kind of out of the way, and he just, you know, he creates his own goods there and also uh, supplies local local stuff. Um, Berkey's, Berkey's Meats is one of yes. the, the products that he, he does make available, so that would be really cool to see them there too. Um, there is, again, I mentioned... Phoebe from Plumeritus um, Family Garden, or it's called Acorn Acres now, uh, they have a storefront in Sawgrass Marketplace, but the woman who owns that place, um, Marilyn, I cannot think of her last name, she, her whole you know vision for that marketplace was to make it kind of a local food mall. And right. her, her little cafe there, um, Tiger Lily Cafe, is, is pretty devoted to local food, so I think that would be great if she could come. Yeah. Um, I should probably let you talk soon. <laughs> no, you're doing the most a great I've ever job promoting the episode. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, the the local food people are some of my favorite people, quite mm-hmm. honestly. And then I, I would also love to see permaculture people and yes. uh, community garden people come out. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll give a big shout out to Ryan Richardson and the folks at County Line Orchard. They were you know really really integral in getting I I think it's 50 plus maybe 60 or 70 local gardens set up for churches and boys and girls clubs and all kinds of places that otherwise might have had a hard time you know pulling it together to put those in but teaching kids early you know how to grow their own food and kind mm-hmm. of work on sustainability um, let's see Kate Flannery I invited her she's really into local or excuse me, uh, vertical gardening, kind of aquaponic, hydroponic. Uh, the people at Green Farm, A&M Green Farm in Valparaiso, out on State Road 2, I think I invited most of them to come. They they do microgreens and aquaponics, and they're just phenomenally interesting and smart. <laughs> so it would be really, really cool if they could come. They also started up a nonprofit called the Northwest Indiana Sustainability Institute, I believe is the name, where we started a seed library, you know, so they were really looking at it from the very, very beginning, getting the seeds that are heirloom and, you know, teaching seed preservation. Um, I'm probably way out of order on the food chain, but (laughs) uh, (laughs) kind of stream of consciousness. So what, who have we missed? What other kinds of people would you like to see there that we haven't yet talked about? Um, we definitely want community leaders to be there, uh, leaders of minority groups or of health organizations, representatives from hospitals and food service directors at schools, and also um, any community leaders involved in economic development. So in other words, Great. those who are helping to shape the policies that do affect local foods. 
Okay. You know, I just thought of somebody that might be really interesting. I don't know if you ah. still need any speakers, but Kay Nelson uh, works with the Forum, I believe. And I think mm-hmm. she's still there. And she had really worked on issues with the Asian carp. Oh. And I know some people say it's edible. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering, like, yeah. is there a local <laughs> food issue there that, you know, it could be a could getting be. rid of an invasive species and a food source right. at the same time? Uh, yeah. Another gentleman I invited was Chris Wells. He is with, um, he calls himself a food rescue specialist mm-hmm. in America's uh, Second Harvest and also the Food Bank of Northwest Indiana. That's I thought, great. you know, they would also be great. Absolutely. Certain, you know, if, if you know, we I think everybody wants food to be consumed rather than being composted. You know, if it has to come to composting, yes. I'm your person. <laughs> but uh, you know, if we could just get it to schools, get it to hospitals, all of that at the beginning, right. that would certainly be great. Oh, I know Janelle. Um, oh, Janelle Highland has an online organic food co-op that has. Yes, that's right hundreds and hundreds of members, and she is just awesome at organizing people. So I also had reached out to her, posted on their Facebook group. I have to say I'm a little light with some of those groups that you just mentioned with uh, economic development, food services at hospitals and schools. So if anybody in the listening audience has connections that fit these, you'd really be helping us out by sharing this podcast link with them which, by the way, you can get on my website, 219greenconnect.com. Just go to the little podcast uh, app, and you can grab this link. Otherwise, uh, you can, you know, call me. That's probably not the best way, though. (laughs) (laughs) You really want to go to 219 Green Connect. That would be the, the better idea. There is an event on Facebook, and I'm putting links to that in the show notes. You can get to this um episode also by iTunes. If you subscribe to any podcast via iTunes, just go there and type in 219 Green Connect. You can get this episode as well as many other past episodes. So I know we're almost out of time, but I think we've hopefully put a big wish list out there for people who we want to respond and be a part of this new and exciting movement in Northwest Indiana. Anything else that you'd like to say? Uh, I would just like to say that I'm so impressed by all of the projects that are underway in Northwest Indiana, and I hope everybody um, will attend the event so that we can all learn from each other and work together to uh, address some of the issues in our community. Great. And so let's just tell people, too, how they can get tickets. Um, I know that NERPSI does have... um, a link on their website, so you can definitely yes. go there if you'd like. That's yes. nirpc.org, and just go to, um, oh boy, I'm not sure exactly actually what page that link is on, or you can RSVP through the Porter County Extension Office no later than April 17th, and That's their right. number is 219-465-3555. So this is going to be held at Valparaiso University Law School, The address is 656 South Greenwich Street in Valparaiso. You do need to RSVP. The cost is $10, and a lunch is included. So please please do RSVP, and we hope to see you there. It sounds like there will be speakers, and then over the lunch, we're also going to have breakout sections where people can meet at different tables. Is that right, Nicole? That's right. 
Good. And I just want to put a plug in for a special interest uh, table that I'll be organizing, and it is on food waste composting and waste diversion. So if you're interested in that topic, please come see me, Kathy Sipple. I'd love to talk to you, and I'm really into composting with red wiggler worms. I'll talk your ear off about that. <laughs> so I know we are out of time, but I want to thank you, Nicole, for being my guest. And you have been listening to another episode of 219greenconnect.com. Please check us out online and on iTunes and find out what's green and good in Northwest Indiana.